Today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Although I'm on spring break with my children and had planned to publish a totally different episode today, I decided instead to hide away in my van and record this episode. I'm recording this episode because I had to have a challenging and complex conversation with my nine-year-old daughter yesterday morning. I had to have that conversation because on Monday, March 27th, 2023, three children and three teachers were murdered at their school in Nashville, Tennessee. Our community of educators and caregivers, we are reeling from this outrageous, unthinkable, terrifying, and painful situation. We are grieving. We are confused, we are angry, and we are scared. And once again, we find ourselves having to facilitate a very challenging and complex set of conversations with our students about gun violence and safety at school. I received the news of this event at the end of a training that I was facilitating on Monday in South Carolina. When I left that event and was heading to meet up with my family, I was doing a lot of processing. And honestly, I was not planning to share this event with my kids because they're on spring break. And I just didn't want to talk about it at that moment. But I discovered that my daughter did find out anyway. I am fine with that, but I was just kind of thinking in my mind that we would have the conversation later. However, the next morning on Tuesday, I discovered that she had left her bed and went to sleep in the room with her brothers. So I asked her, why she had done that. And she said it was because she was scared. She had heard on the news that some eight and nine-year-old kids had been murdered at school and she wanted to know what happened and if she could get murdered at school. I sighed very deeply. I took a deep breath and I reached out to hug her and then we began to talk. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about navigating complex conversations and challenging conversations in the classroom with your students. In addition to the information that I will be sharing on this episode, I do have a free resource that I created called Six Top Tips for Navigating Complex Conversations in the Classroom. You can get that resource by going to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash complex conversations guide. All one word customteachingsolutions.com forward slash complex conversations guide. I will make sure that I link to that in the show notes, but let's go ahead and jump into the intro. Hey, hey, welcome to the Culture Center Classroom Podcast, a space for educators looking to step into their power by creating a classroom environment and lessons that affirm, welcome, and celebrate all their students through instruction. I'm your host, Jocelyn Hubbard, an educator, teacher coach, wife, mother to five children, and your partner on this journey of creating culture-centered classrooms. Let's jump into the episode. Whether you are a classroom teacher or an instructional coach, a media specialist, a principal, superintendent, or any role in between, you have likely had a challenging conversation with students over the course of your career. Sometimes those challenging conversations occur one-on-one. Other times they take place in small group settings, or sometimes they are with the entire class, the entire student body. Either way, you are probably thinking, gosh, I could have been more prepared for that one. It was maybe a question that caught you off guard or a newsworthy event that happened the evening before. Maybe it was some curriculum content. Maybe it was a note that slipped out of student Y's book bag and fell on the floor 
and then you had to read it and discuss it. Having complex conversations in school in general, and then in the classroom more specifically, can seem challenging and overwhelming. But I have five simple strategies to help you be more prepared for both the unexpected and the expected, as well as confidently guide student discussion. Now, before we dive in, I want to be honest with you. These strategies are effective and classroom tested, but they are not a magic spell, a magic, you know, formula. Long before you engage in complex conversations with your students, it is important to develop authentic relationships by leveraging culturally responsive teaching practices that support the creation of an equity-centered, diversity-affirming, culturally aware learning space. Students that are affirmed, welcomed, and celebrated in this type of classroom are ready for the rigor of dynamic discussions around topics we consider complex because they have been having nuanced and layered conversations and discussions all year long. Before we begin, I'm going to take a deep breath. And honestly, this is the very first step I recommend that you take. Before you begin, take a deep breath. Acknowledge any feelings you have surrounding the event or the topic. Establish why it is important to discuss this with your students and remember that you can do this. When considering complex conversations, there are two categories. The first are curriculum-based conversations. These traditionally happen in social studies or English classes because the students are learning about historical and current events that shape our world. Teachers know these topics will be covered and have time to prepare for the emotional triggers and varying perspectives that will be shared during discussion. While these conversations traditionally happen in an English or social studies classroom, they are just as likely to happen in a science, math, or music classroom if you are connecting all the content information to students' understanding of self, their peers, and the world around them. Making these connections is important in helping students discover who they are and what they believe today and who they hope to become in the future. Making these connections is important if we want students to be engaged and critical thinkers. The second type of conversation is a trauma-based conversation. These happen when something major and unexpected happens in the world. Whether it is something that happens in the local community or on the world stage, it rocks the status quo. Depending on when the event happens, teachers have little to no time to prepare for the discussion that will happen the very next day or the very next set of hours. These conversations can happen in any class. Often, students bring up these topics in classes where they feel most connected to the teacher. Regardless of the conversation category, I want to share five strategies to help you prepare and effectively facilitate discussion with students. These five strategies are one, create common definitions, two, gather information, three, present the facts, four, have the discussion, and five, allow for free expression. Now I'm going to break down each of these strategies and give you a few examples along with each one. So the very first one is creating common definitions. This helps to ensure that everyone is on the same page. Depending on the topic, you may want to put a word on the board and allow students to share what they believe the word means, so thinking about their connotation, in addition to looking up the dictionary definition of the word, so the denotation. I believe it is helpful to hear a few different dictionary definitions so students can see how one word can be used in many ways. It is also important so students can decide which definition resonates most with them as individuals and as a class. And then 
you all decide as a class which definition you are going to use as you are discussing whatever the topic is. With more sensitive or complex topics, it's important to provide definitions for the students. Explaining words, phrases, and systems can help build a foundational knowledge so your students can create questions and more effectively engage in discussions. Words that you may want to define for your students are things like racism, policy, terrorism, insurrection. There are some words that you can simply define and then go on with the discussion, but there are others that also need a historical context framed around them. For example, words like colored or Negro. Those are going to need a little bit more context so that we can understand that those words are not appropriate for use today, but if you are reading a period piece, your students are going to encounter these words. Either way, it is important to establish common definitions because we all have lenses through which we view the world and learning material. These lenses are impacted by several cultural identity markers like age, religion, race. These impact our understanding of a word, specifically the connotations. The second strategy is to gather information. By this, I mean getting information from the students. Determine what they know about the event or topic and what details are missing. This is a strategy that you have likely used before. It is widely practiced in education and it is called prior knowledge or background knowledge, right? Assessing your students' prior knowledge. As the discussion facilitator, you will find that the discussion goes much more smoothly when everyone comes to the table with a fuller understanding of what has happened. With current events, many of our students may be getting their information from another student on the bus ride to school. This is third, fourth, fifth hand information at best. And we don't even wanna talk about the worst case scenario. So gathering an understanding about where your students have gotten their information is very important. Now, getting understanding about knowledge your students have regarding a historical event can be a little bit more tricky because they might not have any background information. No one might have talked to the student about an event at all. So you really want to determine that and then do a lot of front-loading. If the majority of your students are unaware of the event, you may want to show them some pictures that are of that specific event or related to the event or topic. Then you can have students list words or draw an image or connect a song to that picture or these words. That is what's going to help your students to start to build an understanding before you dive into more complex conversations about this topic. Now, once you have gained an understanding of what your students know, this leads me to the third strategy, which is to present the facts from reputable sources. Either you can give the facts or you can have your students gather the facts. It just, it depends on the sensitivity of the subject. Ensure that students understand what a reputable source is first. Depending on the grade level and the topic, you may want to compile a list of sources to get the students started. When you are determining whether a source is credible or presenting the facts, consider the way the information is presented. For example, if your students are learning about the civil rights movement and a text says that Rosa Parks was asked to move to the back of the bus, but the text does not mention that she was asked to move to the back of the bus because of unjust Jim Crow laws that prevented black people from sitting in the front of the bus in general, but specifically when white passengers were present, 
that is going to be a source that is not reputable because it is not presenting all the facts. Once students gather all the information, a full and accurate sense of the event can be ascertained. After the facts are gathered, discussion guidelines such as norms and expectations can be established. Allow students to participate in the establishment of these guidelines. This is going to help them to feel like this is a safe classroom where they can bravely share and where they can bravely express themselves. Then you're going to move on to the fourth strategy, which is to have the discussion. But please realize that even after establishing norms and expectations and deciding on common definitions and gathering information, some students may not want to participate in the discussion or they may not be ready to participate in the discussion on the very first day. So that leads me to the fifth strategy, which is to allow for free expression. This will ensure that students are able to communicate their feelings in a way that feels most comfortable for them. Free expression could look like writing a poem or a journal response, singing a song, or connecting to a song that they've heard that they feel like accurately represents the way that they are feeling, or a rap, choreographing a dance, or drawing a picture. I recommend that you allow your students to share some ways that they might want to freely express. You can suggest some, but then also allow for them to share back with you. This, again, will allow them to see that this is a safe space where they can bravely share and learn and grow together. As you are taking in these five strategies, I do also want to encourage you to practice and prepare for trauma-based conversations specifically and curriculum-based conversations in general. Think about some historically traumatic situations like September 11, 2001. Think about the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School or the murder of Tamir Rice. Walk through the strategies that I presented to you as if you were preparing to talk to your students about one of these events. Let me also encourage you to download the free resource that I created, the six top tips for navigating complex conversations, because I'm providing some additional strategies for preparation. I also recommend building relationships with your students through the implementation of culturally responsive teaching practices. These practices help students understand the impact of their cultural traditions, beliefs, and norms on their worldview. These practices encourage students to learn about and engage with differing cultural perspectives and discover the beauty in diversity. Students are affirmed, welcomed, and celebrated through instruction because it is equity-centered, diversity-affirming, and culturally aware, which develops trust and confidence as they navigate new ideas. From here, you can engage your students with rigorous lessons that develop a, quote, critical consciousness through which they challenge the status quo of the current social order. That is a quote from Dr. Gloria Latson-Billings. Regular practice develops the student's ability to have emotionally charged, trauma-based, complex conversations more easily. The five strategies that I shared with you today are very effective and will help you prepare to have expected and unexpected conversations in your classroom. But as I said, I want you to be proactive, not just reactive. When I facilitate my workshops around complex conversations and I'm coaching with teachers, I walk them specifically through how to have certain types of conversations in age-appropriate ways with their students. I have teachers work through my strengths method. This is an acronym. My complex conversations workshop equips teachers with this specific strategy 
for confidently facilitating a variety of complex conversations. Coaching with me is a great opportunity for talking through the curriculum-based conversations that we know are coming, but we don't always plan for. When I hear things like, we can't teach American slavery because it makes students feel ashamed or targeted, my response is, you are teaching it wrong. You're not doing it the right way. You were not given the tools to prepare appropriately to have those conversations with students. We can't ignore a whole chunk of American history because it was ugly. We can't ignore a whole chunk of world history because it's ugly. The world is beautiful and broken. We cannot shield students from the world. These terrifying school shootings keep showing us that. So let's stop pretending and get prepared. Education is literally supposed to be preparing our students to go out into the world and thrive. With that said, I will make sure I link to my workshops, workshops that will equip and empower you, whether you are an individual educator interested in learning or you are connected to a school or a district and you want this learning and support for everyone. Go to my website, customteachingsolutions.com, and you can get more information. Also, don't forget to grab the free guide, Six Top Tips for Navigating Complex Conversations in the Classroom. You can get that by going to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash complex conversations guide. Until next time, my friend, remember to center equity, celebrate diversity, and affirm culture every single day. If you are loving this podcast, it would mean so much if you could share it with a friend. I'd also love for you to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. That way other educators know that this is the podcast for them. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week.